Welcome to the Successful Living Podcast. I am your host, Danette Rivera, and with me is my co-host, Manny Andrews. So today, we want to talk to you about income-producing activities. It's one of the key pillars in, in my book, The Successful Living Action Plan, Your Path to Prosperity. We're going to talk about that. Danny's going to, sh- uh, Manny, I'm sorry, he's going to share some things with you um, on this idea of income-producing activities. So why this topic today? I think, you know, with everything in business, there's always an opportunity to generate revenues more than one way. But I think for individuals that are working and that have a traditional job, sometimes we don't see the opportunity or stop to think that there's another way to generate revenues. And although our younger generations, generations like um, people like yourself, Manny, are really have kind of grown up with that mentality, but there are still young people that don't, they don't stop to think that they have other skills that they can put to generate revenue. And I'm so, for me, it's an important topic because I, I can't tell you how many times when I've been around people that are in the workforce development field and they're, or people that are in traditional um, areas of work where they're advising people um, kind of from a social services perspective. And I don't wanna say that all social services people, I'm just saying that kind of in those areas of work where there people are coming in and they need help with how to get a job, mainly because they need revenue, right? Correct. They need to make a living. And the problem is we send them to okay, let's help you fill out a resume. Let's teach you how to interview. Let's help you get a job. And then that person is struggling still and that job is not paying them enough money. And so now they start looking for another alternative. How else can I generate revenue? And the first thing that comes out of the mouth of their friends and family (laughs) and and advisors is, well, maybe you should consider getting a part-time job. Yep. And that makes me crazy because to me, it's about quality of life, right? Yeah, absolutely. We should all be able to have quality of life. I don't care how much money you have or don't have. There has to be some way to begin to move towards that feeling of a greater quality of life. And so to me, if you have someone that's already working full-time and now they're going to get a part-time job where they have to leave the house just like the regular job. And I know that we're working virtually, but even virtually. So you're going to be on your computer full time and then you're going to turn around and do a part-time job or you're going to work from home all day. And now that we're returning to working, you know, where people are starting to return to the traditional work environment, um, although there will always be a hybrid, that now you're asking that person to come home, maybe kiss their spouse real quick and say, okay, let me eat something. I got 10 minutes to eat because I'm off to the part-time job. To me- there's no quality of life with that. So I always stress the fact that we've got to open our mind to looking at the possibilities that there's other ways to earn income and they don't have to necessarily, you don't necessarily have to leave your house. That maybe there's something that you can do uh, virtually so that you can actually, um, yeah, maybe you're on the computer all day, but maybe you have a little bit of time here and there where you just, you know, you could translate a 50 word document for somebody and people say, oh yeah, but Word can do that. Or you can use Google Translate. Sure you can, Mm -hmm. but somebody Mm -hmm. has to edit that. (laughs) Somebody has to correct. 
I'm fully bilingual. I speak multiple languages and I use those tools. And guess what? My team still has to take a look at it and make sure that the words are correct, that the, the sentence order is correct. Those automatic systems are getting pretty good, but they're not perfect by any means. And the same right. thing happens whether you're, if you're using closed captions, same problem. You need somebody editing that. You need to go in and fix it unless you're quite all right if it's a mess. Because right, people right. don't understand that those automatic systems don't do the great job. So let's talk about that, Manny. I know that yeah. you um, wanted to, we wanted to share something from the book where we start kind of helping you brainstorm some things around yeah. producing yeah. activities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do want to read something from, from the book real quick, but um, I, I want to say something that was in my my mind um, as you were talking. Um, it, it, it again goes towards the whole entrepreneur uh, lifestyle. And um, as you said, some of us have grown up with this belief of understanding that it's a nine to five, it's a job where you go out, you're doing something, you come back home, and that's what it is. For entrepreneurs, because of who we are and what we're doing, it's so much more than just that. And it exists in, in our reality, always in, always in front of us. So we're always working towards whatever this job is that we've created for our own entrepreneurship. Um, and we're, we're forgetting that this is just one piece of an income making um, process. And we, if we are to assume just the nine to five mentality, then yeah, you would always want to go back to, oh, I need to get a job or I need to get a second um, uh, half time, part time job here or there. When really it's the part where you start mentioning the alternate sources of income, all those alternate income activities that really you start to realize that it's not that you're trying to find that bubble of a nine to five or that job position. You're just trying to find a way to make more income while still doing the job and the things that you love to do. Um, so with that thought, I'm going to read and it's, it's in the, um, the part about your, um, your awareness as far as your income producing activities and it's from the successful living plan action plan, your path to prosperity. And in this paragraph, you start off with, with starting the introduction of thinking. Before we continue, let us create a list of your skills. Start with the skills you would include in a resume, then think beyond that. So allow yourself to really think about those things beyond of what the skills you have in your resume. What do you love to do? What is your go-to activity when you are bored? What do your friends say that you're really good at? Are you creative? If so, what creative activities do you find easier fun? Are you a good listener? Think of any trainings that you have taken. Are you a problem solver? These are all really great questions and things to really start that process of getting that list down. Um, and, and I just want to hear maybe some, some points that you had mentioned in your book um, that you think is a great way to start for have, finding those alternate sources of income. Yeah, you know, there, there are so many ways and it, it just fascinates me because we just don't stop the thing. We couldn't possibly you know, this isn't a subject we're only going to talk about once. Income producing activities, like I said, is, is one of the key pillars of the five pillars of success. And we want to keep coming back to these topics, but we'll come back at some point and maybe just visit like a specific area, right? Where you can generate revenues. I'd love to get a guest on here that can really talk more about investments and the types, what types of investments. And now I love the fact that there are things like, you know, we see apps, and you have to do your own home homework and really verify if an app is legitimate, if you're happy with what, always read the fine print when it comes yeah. to things about investments and all that. I'm not a, an investment advisor, so I'm just throwing out 
um, you know, ways. But, you know, now people are using things, what is it, like Acorn, and then you're, you're, I think it's Cash App or somebody that has it where you can invest just a little bit of money on, on other, you know, larger investments. And yeah, it's slow and whatever, but do your homework. There's so many ways. There's places like Fiverr, right? F-I-V-V-F-I-V-E-R-R. And mm-hmm. Fiverr is one of the places where you go and you put your skills and your services, things you know, you know, as you were reading, are you creative? What do you love to do? If you love photography, people are always looking for copyright free photos, right? We're always looking yeah. for something that we can use on a <laughs> website that we can use to maybe put our own personal quote on. Right, sometimes right. Sometimes we want that quality photo. I know that there's places like Unsplash, right? Where a lot of people that do these amazing photos and they're they're more like marketing people, advertising people. And they put their photos there and they allow you to use those photos free. But if you're a photographer and that's just something you do for the love of photography, why can't you be someone that puts your photos somewhere, charges a low price, I don't know, $5 or something, but you're reaching a global community. Right. $5 here and $5 there. It's extra income. One of the things that I also have um, that we're going to put the link, we're going to um, put the downloadable form in the post when we post this podcast is something that I've been using for years. It's called a skills checklist. And this skills checklist has a lot, a lot of things on it. And why does it help people to open their mind to possible income streams? I've used it so many times with different groups and people always say to me, wow, I didn't realize how many things I could possibly use to generate income or even when I'm looking for a job to put in a resume. You can apply this in many ways. But what it is, is you look at the skills checklist and you just start circling everything that you see on there that you feel you're good at, whether you learned it in a job, whether you learned it um, in a training program, whether it's something that you just learned on your own, you find yourself tinkering around in your garage, whatever it may be, don't limit yourself when you use this skills checklist. And what will happen is you'll see all these things that you've chosen, and then you can start going, I wonder if there's a way I can earn money from that online. I wonder if there's a way that I could do that. Maybe it's something that I could do once a week, one day a weekend. Maybe it's something I can do, you know, maybe it's phone calls. You know how many people don't like cold calling, right, for sales? Right. Amazing. If you're so comfortable at making those kind of calls, you could be the one to talk to somebody and say, you just mentioned in the conversation that you're great with sales, but the whole, you know, cold calling is not your thing. It's something I'm super comfortable with. What if we worked out a deal where I made those calls? That right, way, right. you know, small companies don't have the, the money, Manny, necessarily to hire a telemarketing company, right? right? But if you're good at it, you could at least offer the service to one person and that might generate that little extra. Sometimes what people are looking for is just a little bit more money, but there's yep. a, a lot yeah. of other ways. So the skills checklist, we're gonna make it available to you. You'll find it when you find our post which typically goes up on Wednesdays in the afternoon, sometime after four o'clock is when we post this particular podcast. So look for the link to the skills checklist. So Manny, you're somebody that also has multiple streams of income. I am. So why don't you share with our community what you're doing and how you manage that? Because 
um, you're young and you're doing it and you're successful with it. So how about you share a few of your tips and ideas? Yeah, um, I think so. So to start, a lot of this kind of fell in naturally. And I, it has something to do with my understanding with the schedule of work. Um, now, because I started work at, at 11 years old and it was pushing hair, um, it, it didn't really feel like work to me. And at that point, I enjoyed doing janitorial cleaning, you know, the usual stuff that kids enjoy feeling a part of something um, when they're learning how to do chores around the house. So um, it started off with an unconventional time frame that really didn't have a nine to five, eight to five feel. It was just a couple hours here and there. So I got used to that pretty quickly. Um, and then going into the military where my time frame was then more of a 24 seven uh, mentality where it didn't matter. You were working around the clock constantly. Um, so once I got out, I, I had now an understanding of the nine to five, the several hours here and there, and now the 24 seven mentality. And um, somehow along the way, I found a common, common ground. And um, as I, when I got out, I was moving forward, just trying to find out what is it that I can really connect with and do in my life next. Um, I kind of settled into whatever came my way, I, I thought of and said, can this be a possibility? And along the way, it was not a couple of nine to fives. It was a couple of uh, actual career opportunities. But somewhere along the way, the whole alternate source of income, the residual income, and then investments became really, really clear in front of me. And I said, this is my opportunity. This is clearly something that I already have availability to understand and do. So let me uh, investigate further into this. Years later, here I am so comfortable into the thought of not having to worry about a nine to five job, but now seeking in those alternate places that I can just make several thousand dollars. It just started with, what can I make for a couple of weeks of work? Then it became a couple of months. Now it's becoming a couple of years. Um, and I think just- of that, Manny? What are What's some that? examples of, of the things that you do to generate revenue? Yeah, so um, right now I have several different um, avenues. So how I reserve my money is through my landlord um, properties that I own through investments. I have several properties uh, that just maintain, a, it's just what I said before, a residual income. Uh, and then I also have, uh, I flip with another uh, corporation. I did flips for a while there and that became, again, just a residual source of income, nothing that I really depended on. Um, along the way, when I was doing a nine to five, I had an IT job and I was actually working for a university here in Ohio. And it was absolutely amazing, great experience. In fact, that money that I was working from those consistent jobs that were just pulling in money that I didn't need was actually funding my alternate sources of income. So my investments, the money that I was making on my nine to five job was funding my hobby. It was then creating the next um, property that I purchased. After several more months, it created the next property that I purchased. So it wasn't, it wasn't in the way when I took this nine to five job or this career opportunity. It actually helped boost me get to my next position in my entrepreneurship um, path that I was going down. So um, I think when we think about the alternate sources of income, we have to be open to the idea that Sometimes that part-time job or even that full-time job that you find that comes in front of you, 
may not even be what's in front of you or what you're going to be doing for six or eight months. But if you're open to it and you allow it to feed your true dreams, your true goals, your true hopes, you'll be able to find that that money just kind of flows in and goes right to wherever it needs to go. Uh, And and that's kind of what I've been doing is taking that path with not assigning a full-time job, a part-time job, just assigning it as just another source of income. Right. That's a great, that's a great way to see it. And I think, you know, people are comfortable. I mean, the truth is that there is a, a, a calm, like a peace of mind that comes with steady income, right? Absolutely. So if Absolutely. You your business, if you're an entrepreneur and you're generating steady, regular income, in your case, your rental properties, right? Mm-hmm. If you get your rental properties where you, you have your tenants, you treat them well, you, you help them understand the value of being with you and in this property and they stay for an extended period of time, you have a steady income and you, you, yes, you know, landlords have their issues, but I, we've talked about this before. You have a very, you build a very powerful relationship with your tenants before they even enter your property. And that has led to you being much more successful than most landlords at how people treat the properties, how well they pay, do they pay on time? They communicate with you if they have an issue, but the bottom line is it can generate steady income, but it's not just one stream. So if Mm -hmm. you do have a tenant that has a little bit of a problem one month, you're not sitting there going, great, now I'm missing because you're not relying on just that source. And, you know, I think I mentioned in a podcast some time ago or, or somewhere where I was talking about this, and I talk about how typically around the holiday season, I open up the house for a weekend and I sell some creative things that I love to do. And that's something that I, I just do to decompress, mm-hmm. right? But once a year for maybe two, two weekends within the holiday season, I make it where people can come to the house. Obviously people I know, friends of friends and so on. But sometimes I make $1,300 in a weekend, right? Just by taking the things that I've made throughout the year that I absolutely love to do that I don't necessarily do just for me to keep. Mm-hmm. And I put those things up and I create a, a shopping environment and make it a friendly, fun environment. And I ended up, I end up making money as just an extra thing. And it's funny because I do it regardless of what my fin- financial position is. It's just mm-hmm. something I love to do. I'm doing the creative stuff. Why wouldn't I? Another thing that we started doing was marketplace, right? Take places like Facebook marketplace and others. So you have all this stuff that you, you don't use, but it's great stuff. It's in great condition. You know, I remember, I remember flipping a beautiful baker's rack that mm. somebody put on their yard for free because they didn't need it anymore. And it was perfect. This thing was beautiful. It was perfect. So we picked it up, we put it on marketplace and we sold it for $75 (laughs) and we paid no investment. It doesn't matter where you are financially. Why wouldn't you look for other opportunities to generate revenue? Because guess what? That $75 baker's rack made someone, the woman was extremely happy. She said it fit perfectly. It was the perfect thing she was looking for. And it bought us dinner. Yeah. You no, know? it's, it's, we went to dinner and had a good time with that money and didn't have to worry. And it's just like, we just have to look at things differently. And the problem is we have programmed people to think workforce development, workforce. like robots, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Work, 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 work. And then we don't expand our mind. I love, I love that 
as the, the, the internet came to be and develop and grown that we've got kids making all kinds of money, right? right? Young children coming up with ideas and making amazing revenues online, but there is still a large part of the majority of the, the population, I'm sorry, that doesn't see the possibilities. And having worked so much with the populations that are underserved or that are marginalized or they're living in at a level of poverty where they just lost hope. And in those communities, they just don't see so many times that there's a way. Why? Because they're thinking, I don't have an education. You know, I don't have skills. And they don't realize that they have skills. They're just, they, you didn't learn them in right. a formal workforce in, environment or a formal training program, but it's a skill. Everybody has some skill. Everybody has skills. I don't care who you are, what, what's happening in your life. You've got a skill. And in the world today, it's likely that it's a skill that you can turn into income. If you're a great writer, if you write poetry, I don't know, there's so many options. So keep your minds open to the fact that there's more to life than income from a job and that you can be an entrepreneur. I know so many entrepreneurs that have a company and have a job. Why? Because mm -hmm. your business entrepreneurs, our life is it's up and it's down and it's up and it's down. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and everybody knows that well now because of COVID-19, right? And so it doesn't matter how well you prepare yourself sometimes, something comes along and rocks your boat real quick. Yep. And you don't have the time to catch your breath and, and, you know, kind of be able to position yourself. Always have to be prepared for emergencies, but some are larger than others. So the bottom line is there's the job, there's the, the business. And if you have an, a business and you have to get a job, now you have the money to pay somebody to run the operations, to do the business. So you don't necessarily have to be in the day-to-day to continue to generate revenues from your entrepreneurship endeavors. And then you have multiple entrepreneurship endeavors. I mean, it's a just, this is just, this conversation today was about opening your mind to the possibilities because if we think about the other pillar, which is financial capability, financial awareness, and then we think about lifelong learning and self-discovery, right? All the five pillars. And then the last one is social responsibility or a sense of community. You can see how this whole idea of income producing activities is completely involved, involved in, in the, the other pillars and how we live and everything to do with quality of life. Any final thoughts, May? I do. Um, actually, I have a really good uh, thought for myself and then maybe one for our listeners. Um, I wonder where I would be right now if I had learned this and actually put this into plan when I first got out of the military 10 years ago. Would I have been fast forwarded five years? Would, would I be five years ahead of where I am right now if I, if I didn't just listen to this in a moment and just start writing down those activities, those thoughts, those skills, and then as I'm going throughout my day, those opportunities pop up would I be a little further along if I would have started this process a little bit sooner? And um, I think for the, for the viewers is, um, and the listeners is whether or not they're able to take what we're mentioning now to sit down and actually start to take action today. 
and say, this is a great idea. I absolutely love this discussion. I'm going to write this down or I'm going to look and find that skill sheet that you're going to post. Where, you know, what can I do to start being on the same level of understanding that I have ways of making um, money with through alternate sources of activities? I just need to write them down and start finding these paths or these interests that I have. Uh, and and I, I'm curious to hear what the people that actually do stop in this moment, listening to what we're saying and who actually use the tools. And, and I'm interested to hear how fast or how their journey changes just from taking these few things. I know, I agree. I'd love to get comments on if anything that we're saying has opened up somebody's mind to possibilities yeah. that they hadn't thought of about because that's what we need to do for people today. There are people that are desperate right now right. and they're, they're worried about, you know, and now because there's been a lot of help with, for COVID during the COVID pandemic and all of that, people stopped applying for jobs because they were making more money with the programs that were available because maybe their wages were very low and they found themselves not applying for jobs. What's going to happen now? Everybody's going to uh, will be applying for jobs at the same time. So then, how easy will it be to get a job? Yeah. Right? And right. what kind of wages will they be offered for these jobs? Because there will be a lot of people applying for the same jobs. So now is the time to be also thinking. You you may have to get back to work and get that full time job, but what else can you come up with since because we've had this conversation so thank you everyone thank you for listening to this podcast every week by the way we forgot to mention we were set to start live today right manny we were going to yes we sure were live from youtube yeah we were really and as in life we have to be flexible and be adaptive and what happened was for some reason we've been at it for several days and we're struggling with some kind of glitch between going live from Zoom and, and having the YouTube allow it. And it, there's just been crazy stuff going on. It's not like we don't know how to work this stuff, but there's always something. Yeah. And so what happened is we made the decision to just record the podcast like we've been doing and share it. And then we keep fingers crossed, we'll be going live from YouTube next week. So look for us next Wednesday around noon, right? We're still working out that what exact time yeah. is going to be, but likely at noon on Wednesday, we will be showing up live, but just, you know, if you were expecting us live this Wednesday, today, we're recording it at the right time. It's just not going live. Right. So we will be back here next week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you continue to follow us and that we can deliver some value to you. Thank you.